Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. And follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. Also, uh, become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Before we do get started, I do want to let you know that uh, we have a couple other podcasts for those of you who love the golden age of radio we have the old time radio superman show laserandsword.com and uh, we also have the war uh, which uh, we're getting into the late war period you can follow all the episodes at uh, thewar.greatdetectives.net also over at greatdetectives.net this weekend I have a kind of a history overview of a big Finnish Productions, which uh, is a radio drama studio based in Great Britain that uh, next month will celebrate 15 years of producing new full cast uh, Doctor Who uh, radio dramas. And so we're honoring that milestone over the next couple of weeks with articles uh, on their success in radio drama. And uh, you can... Follow all of my reviews and articles at greatdetectives.net. And if you have a Kindle, you can even subscribe to them and have them automatically delivered there. Well, now it's time for today's episodes of Police Headquarters. Uh, Chained and Who's Who? Police Headquarters, Captain Nelson. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, Doctor. Just file your report with Sergeant O'Brien. Well, there you are, Tommy. Nothing to it. Dr. Armstrong just reported that death was due to exposure. Yeah, don't try to kid an old hand at the game, Cap. That bird you found on National Park didn't die of exposure. Not in this balmy spring weather. That's just a stall. Tommy, if I didn't know you so well, if I hadn't walked beats on the east side with your father, I'd toss you out on your ear. <laughs> you never saw the day you could do that, Captain. Us newspaper men come from hardy stock. Yeah, the kind of stock that makes good coppers. Why don't you go back to the game, Tommy? What? No matter how many headlines you have your name under, you'll always be just a cop at heart. Just a dumb, good-natured cop. Oh, yeah? Listen, Cap. Anytime I fall for that line, I'll join the Marines and go to China. If you had a nose for news, you'd be a new newspaper man yourself. It's instinct, Cap, that keeps you in this business. Instinct. Yeah? Lady to see you, Captain. Oh, sure in. Now, I got a visitor coming in, Tommy. If you're a good boy, you can sit in here while I see what she wants. But understand... Any more yapping out of you, and out you go. Okay, sir. Come in. Oh. Captain Nelson. Uh, yes? I wonder if you'd mind talking to me for a minute, Captain. Well, certainly not. Come in. Oh, take this chair, please. Thank you. Now, uh, what is it, Mrs... Uh... Gowan. Mrs. Martha Gowan. Perhaps I shouldn't have bothered you, Captain. I know how busy you police officers always are, but... Quite all right, Mrs. Gowan. You just tell me... You uh... see, I, I told the officer at the desk, and he just sort of smiled and didn't say anything, and I... Well, well I... if you just tell me, Mrs. Gowan. Now, what's wrong? 
Is someone in your family missing? Well, not exactly, Captain. You see, it's my niece, Patricia. She's missing? No, Captain. It, it's her cat that's missing. Tommy. Uh, Mrs. Gowan, what were the circumstances surrounding the uh, cat's disappearance? Well, Patricia was playing with the cat in the backyard when all of a sudden it bounded over the fence and into the yard next door. Running to the gate, my niece saw another little girl about her age snatch the cat into her arms and run into the house next door. And did you inquire about the cat? Yes. And they said that I must be mistaken, that there was no little girl living there and that there was certainly no cat in their house. Hmm. Perhaps your niece was mistaken. No. I'm sure of that, Captain. Patricia is exceedingly truthful. How long have these people lived next door to you? For more than 12 years. And Captain... Hmm? What were you about to say, Mrs. Gowan? Oh, there's something dreadful about that place, Captain. The Croxtons have lived in that house for 12 years. And never once have I seen them, except going in and out. Why, that house hasn't seen the light of day since the day they moved into it. Why is that? Because the shades haven't been up in 12 years. Hmm. Just what does this Mr. Cruxton do, Mrs. Gowan? I can't tell you that, Captain. He leaves home with his sister every morning at 8.30, and I hardly ever see them return. Do they keep any servants? Yes, an old man. A horrible-looking old man. I've threatened to move several times, but then, after all, why should I? They never make any noise, but it's just the deathly silence. Hmm. Well, Mrs. Gowan, I'm afraid you've allowed yourself to become overwrought about the kitten. It'll probably come home. And if it doesn't... Yes? Well, I'll just stroll around and ask the Crocktons about it myself. Tonight. Sit down and shut up, Tommy. I'm talking on the phone. Yes? What time is it? Oh, I see. Well, stay on the job, Evan. I'll be around about four. Hey, you look worried, Cap. I've been doing some thinking, Tommy. That's rather unusual, is it? Yeah. How's it feel? I'm in no mood for sarcasm today. I've got news for you. You don't mean to tell me the cat has met the foul play. No. But the day I called upon the Croxtons... You know, Tommy... I'm inclined to agree with Mrs. Gowan. I don't know just why, but I do. Yeah, it's your keen sense of perception working, Cap. Keep on and you'll find that cat yet. It isn't the cat that's worrying me, Tommy. It's the story about that little girl. Yeah, but the Crockton said there wasn't any little girl in their house. Yeah, I know. That's what they told Mrs. Gowan. Today, they told me that the little girl hadn't picked up the cat, practically admitting that there was a little girl in there. They said she tried to, but the cat got away. Well, very wisely cast the matter aside and left. And it's settled. What are you worrying about now? Well, I had a talk with Mrs. Gowan's niece, and she impressed me very much as a youngster who always tells the truth. She said that a very ragged, dirty little girl had snatched up the cat and run inside. And they're both screwy, if you ask me. If you had a nose for news, Tommy, you'd ask me what I intend doing. All right, I'll ask you. What do you intend to do about this matter, Captain Nelson? I intend to get into that house this afternoon and find out what's going on behind those shades. And, Tommy, if you're a good actor, you can go with me. Well, 
a big step to let you talk me into this cap. I look like a clown in this outfit. No, you don't, Tommy. You look like an employee of the Municipal Water Company. And you better act the part. This Dr. Croxton is a smart man. Well, it's all a lot of hooey, if you ask me. What are you stopping here for? One of the boys from the office was to meet me here. Oh, here he is. What'd you find out, Pete? Uh, nothing much, Captain. This guy Croxton runs a brokerage business downtown. Has a select clientele. Company name is Overton and Sons. A very retiring sort of guy. Keeps out of sight most of the time. Nasty disposition. Hmm. How about the wrapping paper you found in their trash box? I took it over to Powers. He traced it to the Brooks Chemical Company. They said that regular deliveries were made to Croxton's house here, but they couldn't reveal the nature of the orders. Mr. Brooks understood that Croxton was an amateur chemist. Yeah, I see. All right, Pete, you've done very well. Get back to your post. We're going inside that house. Come on, Tommy. I'm interested in this stuff. All this talk about deliveries of chemicals and supplies. You don't think that that has I'm something... not saying what I think right now, Tommy. But if you're half the cop that your dad was, you'll know that there's something wrong here. But, but what? I don't appear too interested when you get in the house. Croxton is out. The sister's the only one home. And from the glance I got at her this morning, she's as mean, if not meaner, than Croxton. Think she'll recognize you in, in that getup? Yeah, well, that's up to you. Start a line of patter and keep it going. Yeah. We're supposed to be water company inspectors. Mm -hmm. And it's up to you to keep the woman engaged in conversation while I get around and look at the house. You leave it to me, Cap. It's <coughs> a lovely looking place, isn't it? I wouldn't live here on a bit. Well? Uh, oh, sorry to bother you, madam, but uh, we're inspectors for the water company. Uh, we're running a new main through here, and we'll have to inspect and check the condition of your faucet. But there's no reason. Oh, here, just take a minute, madam. Uh, come on in, Tim. Uh, you can take the upstairs taps, and I'll check the ones down here. Now, if you'll show me where the uh, meter is, ma'am. I'm uh, sure that this is all a lot of... Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. Company orders. Man's got to make a living nowadays. Well, you know, just the other day, three of the new inspectors were let out for missing a single house in the roof. Can you imagine that? A single house, and they let them out. Uh, 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 where's the kitchen? Uh, where's that other man gone? Well, he's going upstairs to check for the uh, bath fixtures. I I'll need your help in the kitchen, ma'am, if you'll just open the door. Uh, nice kitchen you've got here. Nice and large. You know, ma'am, that's the trouble with most kitchens. They're too small, make you feel cramped and uncomfortable. A man likes to be able I to... I wish you'd it. please hurry. Uh, yes, ma'am, hurry up. That's me, you know. I'm, uh, well, I got the uh, company medal last year for reading the meters the fastest of any of the boys. What, else, to... you, what else are you going to do in here? Well, not too much more, ma'am. Now, if you'll just turn that tap on for me, please. Uh, well, that'll be enough. Now, the other one, please, ma'am. That's good. Now, uh, are there any other taps down here? Any other laundry rooms? No, like... there aren't. And if you're finished, I wish you'd please go. All right, ma'am. But, uh, you know, man's got to make a living. <laughs> but things the way they are now, things are pretty Are tough. you finished? Yes, ma'am. All right, I'll show you to the door. <laughs> oh, oh, my partner finished before me. Uh, everything okay, Tim? Everything okay upstairs. Uh, did you make a motor test? Uh, no, no. We, we can do that later on the outside. Uh, let's take a look at the lawn hydrants and go. Okay. Oh, uh... I'm sorry we had to bother you, ma'am. Are you finished? Uh, yes, ma'am. All right. Well, I guess that's all. Uh, thank you, ma'am. Hmm. Uh, find anything, Captain? Just what I wanted. Quick, back around the corner here. Yeah, this will be all right. We can keep an eye on the house from here and they can't see us. Look. Look what I've got under my coat. Holy smoke. A dead cat. Yes. And I'm taking this cat to the police surgeon right away. I want to find out what killed it. I also found something else in that house. What? A dirty, ragged girl, chained in an upstairs closet. And Tommy, that little girl is in a very dangerous condition. You keep an eye on the house. I'll be back within an hour. What did you find out, Cap? All I need to know. Come on. Where are we going? I had a search warrant issued. We're going into that house and release that little girl. But... But what? 
Well, this guy Croxton went in there about ten minutes ago. What? I'm sure it was him. He was a dead ringer for that sister of his. Hurry, Tommy. They're on to us. The sister probably called for Croxton to come right home. If we want to save that child's life, we'll have to hurry. Well, what did you find out about the cat, Captain? All I needed to know. Don't ask questions now. Okay. I'll tell you one thing, though. That cat was killed with morphine. All right. Knock on the door. What do you want? I'm Captain Nelson from the local precinct. I have a warrant to search your house. Why? Well, I'm sure uh, there must be some mistake. No, there isn't. Come on in, Tommy. Look out, Pat! Uh, no, you don't. Julia, quick! The police! Get that woman quick, Tommy! Get her! Ah, good boy. All right, now. Up those stairs, both of you. Why, you can't do this. You haven't got a thing on us. You can't... Oh, I can't, huh? Here, unlock this door. Why, I don't have the key. Unlock this door. There. There, there's the little girl, Tommy. Get her loose. Oh, dear, the poor kid. Stay away from me. Stay away from me. Don't hurt me anymore. We're not going to hurt you, honey. We were your friends. Here, let me take that chain off your leg. No. Don't hurt me. Stay away. Oh, no, honey, no, no, no. There, there. We're not going to hurt you. See? I'll tell you what she means. This dirty skunk has been manufacturing drugs in this house for years. This little girl was the daughter of one of his victims. And for more than a year, he's been keeping her chained in this closet, giving her morphine shots to keep her quiet. That's a lie! That's a lie! You won't kill her! You're a dirty wreck. Killing was too good for you. tried to kidnap her. Mm. She says she fought him off and he shoved her off the running board and in front of another car. Mm. Where did this happen? Six and Temple. The doctors at the hospital say that she'll lose the sight of her right eye. I feel sorry for the kid. Yeah, it's too bad. You got a line on the car? Yes, a motorman got the license number. Here it is, sir. Mm. J23416. Let me call that in. Yes, sir? Uh, put a pickup out in the road, sir. Uh, what is the color? Blue. Uh, Blue Roadster, license J23416. J23416. That's it. Right. Go ahead, Drake. What is the girl's name? Florence Williams. She works in one of the Southside dance halls. I think it's the Bluebird. Mm, taxi dancer. No. She looks like a pretty clean kid, Captain. Sells tickets. Only been working there a month, she said. Did she know this guy who tried to kidnap her? Not by name. She said that he'd been in the dance hall several times. Hmm. And she'll be able to identify him if we pick him up. Yeah, she said that she would. Did you notify her family? Yeah. The mother and father are at the hospital with her now. Do you realize, Drake, that this makes the fifth case of this type this month? Yes, sir. We've got to get this fellow and make an example of him. Yes, sir. 
Yeah? You've got full charge of the case, Drake. Run him down, and when you get him, bring him to me. Yes, sir. Yes? Is the young fellow here to see you, Captain? Yeah, what's he want? He says he wants to see you about his sister. Name is Williams. Oh, Williams, huh? Uh, all right, send him in. The girl's brother. Yeah, he probably just found out about it. Yes? Captain Wade? Yeah, over there, son. What are you going to do about my sister, Captain? Well, what can we do about it? What can you do about it? You can get the dirty skunk that threw her out of his car. That's what you can do. What are you paid for? What are you doing to earn your money? No, no, no. Just a minute, young fellow. What's your name? Bob Williams. My sister was the one who yeah, was... Yes, we know. Uh, do you know who the fellow was? No. But if I ever get my hands on the dirty snake, I'll kill him. Oh, That's no. what I'll do. No, I'll wait, kill him like I would a lazy Wait a minute now, son. Control yourself. Well? We're doing everything we can to find this man. And when we do, uh, he'll be dealt with according to the law. And this state has a pretty stiff penalty uh, for kidnapping. According to law. If he's got any sort of a pull, you won't have him in jail ten minutes. Yes? I've just got the registration report on that car from the motor vehicle department. You want it? Yes. Who's it registered to? An Italian. Ernesto Savoldi. Who? Oh, wait a minute. Uh, who'd you say the car was registered to? Ernesto Savoldi. S-A-V-O-L-D-I. Okay. All right, pick him up. Well, what'd you start for, kid? You know this Savoldi? No. 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 I don't know him. Are you sure? Sure, I'm sure. I thought I did it first, but, well, I guess I got him mixed up with someone else. Uh-huh. Well, we'll get him, son. If your sister identifies him, it'll go hard with him. All right, thanks. That's our promise, kid. Thanks. Yeah, that boy was certainly a wild one, wasn't he? Yeah, and you can't blame him much. You know this Savoli? Yeah, I think so. I'll bet a month's pay is the same Savoli that was in here a month ago for beating and robbing that blind man. Oh, do you think so? Yes, sir, I'm pretty sure. Yes? Which one of you is Captain Wade? Why? Oh, it's Captain Wade. Well, I'm Frank Williams, brother of the girl who was injured this evening. And I demand that you do say, something. Say, listen, what are you trying to pull? What do you mean? You were just in here, and I told you that we'd do all we could. You're crazy. Now, listen here, young fellow. I'm not going to stand for any foolishness from you. We'll do what we can, and I don't want you running in here every two minutes. But this is the first time I've been oh, in wait here. Wait a minute. What did you say your name was? Frank Williams. Oh, I see. My brother's been here before me. Your brother? Yes, we're twins. This isn't a gag, is it? Not at all. Oh, don't worry, Captain. If our folks can't tell us apart... I could hardly expect you to. Well, what's been done? Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. You're, uh, you are Frank Williams. Right. And you've got a twin brother named Bob, huh? That's right. And nobody can tell you apart? Mother says she can, but we're not so sure of it. Even she slipped up now and then. Mm-hmm. Well, that's one for the book. Well, what's been done to find a man who tried to kill my sister? Well, he's placed the car to a fellow named Savoldi. Savoldi? Yeah, Ernesto Savoldi. Do you know him? No, no, I don't know him. Are you sure, kid? Certainly I'm sure. Well, don't worry. I've got a detail out on him now. We'll have him inside of 24 hours. You can bank on that. Then what? If he hires a clever lawyer, he'll be beat to charge. That's what your brother said, but don't worry. We'll do our best to make it stick, and I know the district attorney will, too. He's making a drive on these cases that have happened lately. All right, thanks. So long, kid. I hope I never meet you both in another dark alley. I'll probably think I'm seeing things. Now, Drake. Ah, everything. They got Savoldi and the girl identified him. We took him down to the hospital, and she almost went crazy when she saw him. 
And then this guy produces seven witnesses who say that he wasn't even in his car that night. Huh? What about it? Did you check up on him? Yeah, liars, that's all. A whole rotten pack of liars. And they're all willing to go to the stand and swear that Savoli wasn't even outside the Red Domino parlor. Well, that's all that we can do. We've got Savoli in jail, and it's up to the D.A. to make the rap stick. Uh, you mean we did have Savoli in the joke? Uh, what do you mean? He's out, that's what. Oh. There was a lawyer down before the cell doors closed, with the writ of habeas corpus. <laughs> Savoli didn't even get as far as the jailer's uh, How long has he been out? All afternoons. In the afternoon papers. No, uh, I didn't. Detective, you're a Captain Wade. What? Oh. All right, I'll be right out. What now, Captain? One of the Williams twins just lured Savoli out in the open and filled him full of lead. Savoli's debtor in last year's Congress. All right, now, Miss Fink. Tell us everything, just as you saw it. Well, I was sitting on the fire escape. The day was awful hot, you know, when I see this young man go into the domino parlor. Mm -hmm. That looks like an awful nice young man, I say to myself, to be going into such a place. Then all of a sudden, he comes out followed by a dark Italian-looking man. When they reach the center of the street, oi, give out. The boy turns around, pulls out a gun, and shoots the other man. Mm. How many times, Mrs. Fink? Uh, I don't know, Captain. Five, six, maybe seven. I didn't wait to count. Would you know this boy again? Oh, yeah, Captain. Always I will know him. All right, uh, just a minute. Uh, Drake. Yes, sir? Uh, come here, my witness. What is it, sir? Uh, get Bob Williams. Right. Now, uh, <clears throat> Mrs. Fink, we're going to bring a young man in here. I want to impress upon you the importance of this identification. I want you to look at him carefully. Notice the way he's dressed and everything about him. And then tell me if he's the man you saw firing the gun. All right, Captain. All right. Uh, stand right over here, please. There. Yes. Now, Mrs. Fink. Uh, that's him. Sure, that's him. You, uh, couldn't be mistaken? No, Captain. Not in a million years. All right. Take him out, Drake. Paul, send the other boy in. Right. Now, <clears throat> you're, uh, sure that that was the boy, are you, Mrs. Fink? Yes, Captain. Mm -hmm. Is this the man? Uh, no. Well, what do you think? Is this the man, Mrs. Fink? Uh, yes. Why didn't the officer just take out the other man? Yeah, you're positive in your identification, are you? Yes, Captain, but I don't see. Well, thank you for coming down. We'll try not to bother you anymore until the trial. Uh, sure, I'll take. Uh, thank you, Captain. Uh, well, let me see. You're, uh, Bob Williams, aren't you? Yes. Now, listen, lad. We want you to help us. You're not going to get much for this killing if you get anything at all. But we've got to arrest you and bring you to trial. Or, uh, that is, whichever one of you killed Savoldi. Now, uh, tell me, Bob, which one of you killed him? Frank killed him. Where were you? At home in the basement. Anybody see you there? No. No one saw me until Frank came in at four o'clock. Uh, what did you do then? Oh, I helped him clean the fingerprints off a revolver. I see. Uh, bring Frank in, Drake. Right, Captain. Come in, kid. Now, Frank, uh, Bob here has just told us that uh, you killed Savoldi. I killed him? Yes, didn't you? Bob's crazy. He killed him. Oh, uh, where were you at the time? At home in the basement. Anybody see you there? No. How long were you there? Until Bob came in at four o'clock. Ah, and, uh, what did you do then? I helped him clean the fingerprints off a revolver. I see. Huh. 
Well, you uh, you boys go home until I figure this thing out. Now, let me ask you again. Did you kill Savoli, Frank? No. Bob killed him. Did you kill Savoli, Bob? Frank's crazy. He killed him. Mm-hmm. All right, boys. Uh, give me some time to think out this. Thank you, Captain. Thank you, Captain. <clears throat> you know something, Drake? What's that, sir? It just occurred to me that the district attorney is going to have a tough time making a charge stick against either of those boys. Only one of them was at the scene of the crime. Therefore, we can only accuse one of them. The only witness we have can't tell which one of them did it. They both turn state's evidence against the other, so we can't charge them with conspiracy to defeat the law. And the law says we can't charge but one of them with the murder. So there you are. <laughs> it's uh, up to the D.A. Huh? What are you looking at, Drake? Eh? Just looking at those two kids through the window here, Captain. They're walking along arm in arm like they didn't have a care in the world. And what's more, they haven't. Yes, sir. There's one for the book, sir. Welcome back. And the moral of that uh, last story is that uh, if a criminal is uh, able to get out of a charge, simply concoct a cover of her plan to uh, commit murder. You gotta have to wonder what these uh, producers were thinking as they wrote these uh, programs. But this is a type of thing that would generally be considered okay within, I I guess, a 30s uh, style of crime story. Uh, and there was a lot of things that, uh, would be considered okay in fiction we would tend to frown upon in general just because the police tended to get, uh, viewed as corrupt or as in this case, ineffective. So the only way that a person could actually get justice was to take the law into their own hands, at least according to the, uh, a prevailing uh, ideology in a lot of uh, media productions of the era. I also had to admit the uh, first one was somewhat uh, interesting as they as he left the poor girl chained in the um, uh, house while uh, and left a reporter guarding it uh, so that he could get a legal search warrant to uncover what he had found in his illegal search. But that was actually a decent piece of detective work, and I thought it made sense, and I appreciated that he followed up on a case that could often be easily dismissed as uh, unimportant. Well, that will do it for today. We will be back on Monday with Pursuit, and then join us back here next Saturday for two more episodes of Police Headquarters. In the meanwhile, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter, Radio Detectives, and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.